GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Greetings, programs, and welcome to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to 1982 in the virtual world of cyberspace as it was envisioned before it really existed, with five incredibly talented guests from the experimental sci-fi classic Tron. So without further ado, let's drop a quarter in the Space Paranoids game and bring them up. Our first guest is a director, writer, and cinematographer whose incredible body of work includes Star Wars Episode Four, or as it was known back then, just Star Wars, 2001, Airplane, and my personal favorite movie of all time, J-Men Forever. Today, he joins us to discuss the challenges of Tron as its cinematographer. Please welcome Bruce Logan. Hi there. How are you? Good, Bruce. How have you been? I've been very well. Thank you. I'm not oh, sure I can match your energy. It's fantastic, man. <laughs> no problem at all, sir. Like I said, I, we had a chance to meet a couple of years ago, and uh, it was a, it was delightful. I was so glad to have you here in our virtual environment. And yeah, like I've said before, you've had a tremendous career. Real quick, uh, to let our audience know, uh, you are the man who blew up the Death Star. I have that uh, on my resume. It's probably one of the things I'm most renowned for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have, of course, you have a tremendous body of work. Uh, again, uh, the special effects for Firefox, uh, Airplane, and a bunch of other things. And uh, you recently, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the film you did, uh, the, the the taxi film, as I call it, that you directed recently. Yes, it's called uh, Lost Fair, and you can see it on Amazon. And uh, I, I guess it's kind of a taxi driver movie. It's about a taxi driver <laughs> well, and a yeah. young... Uh, oh, he froze. So it's a very, very dark drama. Quite proud of it. Very much so. Well, again, Bruce, thanks for joining us here. I can't wait to hear your perspective on the other side of the camera for this uh, challenging and experimental movie because Tron is something, it'll never be a movie made like Tron, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's bring out the rest of the gang. Uh, and our next guest, he is an actor, writer, and director whose body of work includes The Blue and the Gray, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and several Star Treks. Today, he joins us to discuss the roles of Popcorn Coworker, later given the name Roy Kleinberg in Tron the next day, and the former actuarial insurance program turned against his will into a game grid warrior known as Ram. Please welcome Dan Shore. Good morning. Hey, boss. How you doing? I'm swell, thanks. Oh, glad to have you here. Uh, yeah, you... You had you had some pretty uh, pretty good body of work yourself too. Uh, I really enjoy the fact that uh, you've had the recurring Ferengi character in Star Trek history. Oh, Doctor Arador, of course. Yes. Yeah, he looks yes. just like me. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? What was it like when uh, you got the uh, the word that hey, we want to bring your character back in Voyager? And turns out he plopped out the other side of the galaxy. It was more fun than you can imagine. Uh, here's the thing. No, it's fun. It was a blast. I played God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should, you should. It's like like the old movies. Like, oh yes, uh, they encounter the primitive culture. Yeah, your character pulled the the bamboozle as a Ferengi will is wont to do. Yes, and I played God on a planet. Yeah, and I had, if I remember correctly, beautiful women rubbing my ears. It's been COVID. They're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Well, uh, you know, they uh, the end. I think we can see the the light at the end of the tunnel on this uh, this long national and social stretch that we've had, and yeah. we're not here yet. But again, I think the end is sight, and, and we're very out. close. Very we're close. getting there. We're getting there. So, Dan, absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you for Thank joining. You. Us. Thank you. Indeed. And our next guest, she is an actress and broadcaster whose body of work includes Caddyshack, Falcon Crest, and Bring Them Back Alive. Today, she joins us to discuss the dual roles of Laura Baines, computer programmer, and her digitization program known as Yori. Please welcome back the lovely Cindy Morgan. 
Howdy. How are you? I am good, Cindy. How are you doing in your part of the world? Awesome. Just getting enough coffee to get my day started. <laughs> and ready to talk to you guys. I know. It's so great to see you again. Again, everybody think because we're both in Florida, they think we're neighbors. And I'm like, no, I'm up here in Orlando and she's in South Florida and it's a three and a half hour drive and all and that fun stuff. Yeah. How are things in South Florida? Florida's crazy. <laughs> they have to put signs outside of, of ponds going, do not feed the alligators. I, I lived in Chicago. If somebody had to put a sign up, they'd drop a net on them. But Florida's a different place. It's beautiful. The weather's gorgeous. And, uh, and the people are crazy. You love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I loved it since college when I came down here, you know, for spring break. Don't do spring break right now. Don't, don't, don't. But, but, but when I did, it was lovely. And I fell in love with it and haven't. And then for uh, Caddyshack, we shot like 30 miles from here. So I've, I've loved it since then. Absolutely. Well, once again, it's a pleasure to have you here. A pleasure to see you again. Glad to see you in good spirit and good health. Yeah, thank you. And our next guest, he is an Emmy award-winning actor whose prolific body work includes Time After Time, Titanic, and Time Bandits. And I just realized now that's they'll begin with T. Uh, today he joins us to discuss the multiple roles of NCOM senior executive programmer Edward Dillinger, his operations program SARC ES-1117821, and the voice of the Master Control Program. Please welcome back the always amazing David Warner. Hello there. Lovely to see you all. Oh, Hello, great. Dan, hello. Nice to see you. From uh, London, England. It's in the evening here. Oh. Uh, David, how are you doing? How are you doing in London? Fine. You know, this, uh, we're, uh, we're still sort of locked in with the COVID business and all that, which suits me fine because I'm a quiet fellow and uh, <laughs> I don't mind staying at home. I don't have to go to parties. I'm, I'm cool with it, except for, you know, it's not easy for people, but still, we have to live through it. Absolutely. We will absolutely get there. Well, David, as always, a pleasure to have you here. Uh, happy to have you back and uh, glad to see you in good health and good spirit. Thank you, Sam. Mm -hmm. Oh, please don't call me sir. Only my dad and the judge did that. <laughs> okay, I'll think of something else to call you. <laughs> Oh, uh, Wiley! He is an actor and writer whose body of work includes Babylon 5, The Scarecrow and Mrs. King, and Bring Him Back Alive. Today he joins us to discuss the dual roles of Dr. Alan T. Bradley and his creation, the security program known as Tron. Please welcome back the always awesome Bruce Boxleitner. Hello. Hey. How are you? Uh, Bruce, how you been? Good. I'm uh, fine. How are you all doing? I'm, uh, it's early in the morning here. <clears throat> We are still uh, somewhat COVID lockdown as well out here, David. Um, everything's good. I feel optimistic. You know, I've actually worked during this whole thing, so it was kind of a daunting experience. With, uh, you know, having to travel up to Canada and everything. But, uh, wow. wow. Yeah, it was. But well, we did it. You know, it can be done. So. It, it it can be. Yeah, it's it's a precautions are made and everything else. And, yep. uh, yeah, and again. I think I, the light is there at the end of the tunnel. We're all marching for, towards it collectively, and we are going to get there. And when we do, we hope once as always that we'll be able to host you all back on our physical stages and get you all back in front of your fans. But in the meantime, yes. we have the GalaxyCon virtual stage, and we're so proud and glad to have you all here. Some of you for the first time, some of you coming back. But once again, thank you all for joining us. Thank our you. Team, thank absolutely. You. Our team's going to the chat room right now, pulling out the questions. In the meantime, Last time we were all here, I got some of the uh, beginnings of, uh, of David, Bruce, and Sydney. What I would love to hear real quick is I'd love to hear 
Dan and Bruce, I would love to hear how Tron began for each of you. And Bruce has probably, probably started with you from the technical side. Mm-hmm. And by Bruce, I mean Mr. Logan. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was confused. Right, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I think I got hired because I was the only DP that was under 50 years old. <laughs> Um, so there was there was an immediate simpatico with the Wisberger uh, uh, who was just a little bit younger than me too. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I went to the studio and I had an interview for the job, and it it was kind of like I already had the job when I walked in the door. It was very strange. It was kind of it was a, a, it was an assumption that I was going to do it, and then we went ahead and did a uh, uh, a test. Uh, which we are all in uh, white limbo. You know, it's a, it's a very strange process because they blew up every frame of film that I shot and put it onto a onto a sheet. Here's a, a oh yeah. Here's the dynamic Bruce here. Can we blow that up? And, I see that. And um, so uh, it it was an animation process, and I think only Disney could have wrapped their heads around, oh yeah, we're gonna take every frame of film and blow it up and then recolorize it. So it was very, very technical. And, um, you know, we did a, a proof of concept uh, shoot, which was also a, a screen test. I don't know, before I knew it, we were doing a 69 day uh, shoot out of the Disney Studios. And it had always been my ambition as a kid to work for Walt Disney. I was a huge animation fan, you know, so to be working there was just incredible. Was, is, is it fair to say this may have been the, the most challenging uh, project you've ever done? Because again, with the complexity and like I said, blowing stuff up, the hand painting and just the audaciousness of the script. Bruce. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Everybody, everybody's frozen. Oh, and now he's frozen. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. back. All right, I tell you what, when he unfreezes, there he is. There he is. Oh, there he is. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, you're back. You're back. You're so back. Is, is it fair to say this may have been one of the most challenging things? You need ever a worked? technical guy to work with you, Bruce. Say again? Cindy? You need a technical man to work with. Yeah, yeah I know. What happened? <laughs> He's sometimes he's all about how it looks in front of the camera. So, so yeah. basically, like my question was, is it fair to say this may have been the most challenging thing you ever worked on? And he froze again. I think it was. I think he's avoiding the question. Maybe it's this is the most challenging thing he's ever worked on. <laughs> yeah, this panel is the most challenging. Thing. This, is, this is the most challenging thing I ever worked on. <laughs> all right, fair. I, I have an answer, and I'll take. I'll run with it. Dan, yes. how did how did Ram how did Ram begin for you? Well, it, I was doing a play called The Sport of My Mad Mother by Angelico about, a, it was a punk rock musical and myself and Peter Jurisic, who played Crom, yeah. we were in this play together. I produced it and we were doing this play wearing bizarre tights. I played Cone and he played Fack. Somebody came to this play and the two of us were called in to meet for Tron and Ram and Crom. Just like that. It was um, right out of the theater. It's one of those things where they brought us in and said, you guys, it was, uh, yeah. I found two actors last night that look great in tights. We'll bring them in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who could do stylized work? You know, it was yeah. like, and it was very stylized and very playful and very bizarre. And then we came in for Tron and the two of us could wrap our brain around the concept. 
and yeah. and look good in tights. Well, Peter did not look good in tights, but um, he still doesn't look good in tights. I think you all look good in tights. I mean, Cindy obviously was the best one to look good in tights. But, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, what was your impression when you first read through the script? I mean, you 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 actually were able to get your head around the concept. Oh yeah, that other worlds exist, and that we are uh, these characters were microcosms of humanity created by people and came to life themselves. I completely, I just dug it. I thought it was very uh, was the word hallucinogenic. I think that's what I thought. <laughs> Oh, that's it. Was also what year? 1982. Yeah, too, right, Bruce? Once in a while, it was very hallucinating on some days. On some days, yeah. No, I just thought it was really cool, and it was cool. It's turned out that it was cooler than we thought. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, again, they they brought you back for the uh, you and your human character back for for the uh, and see what was it like to finally get a name for your human counterpart as opposed to popcorn guy. It was thank goodness <laughs> they sort of missed me in one movie. Not that I'm you know uh, angry about it. I'm not angry. I'm bitter. <laughs> Deeply bitter. <laughs> so when they figured it out, and I said, "Well, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah." Thank, thank you. Finally, um, and hopefully there will be a third, so that you know Bruce can work again. They're going to love this movie forever. Do you know there's a ride at Disneyland, gentlemen? Yeah. That went. That's almost ready to be opened. Bruce, yeah. you know it's a Tron roller coaster, a light cycle roller coaster? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, that. I think yeah. that was in China originally, right? In, uh, where, where does Disney have it? Shanghai? Okay. Yeah, it was, it, it was a Shanghai. And there's one, some, well, you probably know better, Patty. Yeah, they're they're they've been building one at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, at, at, at right right in right in between uh, the Monsters Inc. and uh, Space Mountain. They're on hold now. Somebody sent out a picture of a hawk building a nest on top of it. They're not really running it right now. My my autograph is actually on one of the core girders. They invited all the cast members to come by and write like a yearbook. It's like, hey, put your autograph here and stuff like that. So I think it'll be ready to go when everything opens up. I think they're looking for yeah. 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 Which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I, yeah, I'll be able to say, yeah, I got to ride Tron. I mean, uh, the, the ride. No. Not the, uh, <laughs> yeah, just. Going <laughs> that way, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I think now's the time to go to our audience questions. Before that, again, <laughs> before that, though, again, let me just thank you all. As a fan of Tron and and how significant it is, because it is an it's incredibly a pivotal film in two ways. It's a pivotal film in, in the evolution of science fiction, and it's a very pivotal film in the evolution of real computer science. A lot of people that entered computers because they were heavily influenced by Tron. And I hear every show, somebody comes out to me and said, did you know because of this yeah. film, I fell in love with it. And, I, you know, and it's a lot of people who were very young at the time and yeah. didn't have the skills or the learning of the computers, but they saw it. They saw what maybe the adults couldn't see. They saw what could possibly happen, and they got into computer science. Mm -hmm. yep. Absolutely, absolutely, and and David, uh, as as always, you know, I know that I know that headpiece was incredibly uncomfortable to wear, but you rocked it. Well, thank you very much indeed. We did our best. <laughs> <laughs> we always do our best. <laughs> well, as I, you know, I got a question, a statement, or a compliment. 
Well, again, I, I, on our last conversation, which our audience can find on YouTube, uh, again, I know you, you were all looking forward to the days when you played your human counterparts as opposed to the uh, the all-white and everything else. So We played ourselves. I got to just be Cindy. It was really just an extension of... Yeah, it was. It was just us. I mean, yeah. yeah. Running around Lawrence Livermore Laboratories, right, Cindy? Yeah. You know that Bruce Logan <laughs> have a Secret Service person with him when he went to the bathroom? He, oh, I did. What? Because exactly right. yeah, sure. I wasn't a citizen at the time, so uh, you know, oh. I, I, I was an alien, maybe stealing some. Oh secrets, boy! So, so. Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, important, it's a very important special place. You don't screw around there. No. Wow. So, actual Secret Service or like secure? Well, okay, no, no it, was a, it was a top. Secret, um, yeah, stories. There was a little bit of taped area you weren't supposed to walk into. <laughs> I knew that my makeup trailer was over there, and the shortest distance between two lines. So I just walked across that little piece of tape and started like three steps in. Everybody else, stop. And all these mm -hmm. white coats came out and had me walk backwards and took my shoes. Something mm -hmm. was there I shouldn't have walked in. There was a oh. nuclear spillage there, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, something had spilled and it was radioactive. Uh, that, that would, <laughs> which is, you're still here, so it couldn't have been that bad. So. It was. <laughs> it was an itch. Well, it might have affected her brain. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, hey, are you tough with me? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You know, just, uh, yeah, you're, you're always the problem child, but we'll leave it at that. All right, let's go over to our audience questions. What's going uh, to be our first one? And this comes from Matt, and they want to know, what was your reaction when you finally saw the finished look and the special effects for the film? Who? Any of us? You said yeah, that. Yeah, so it's, it's, for, it's for everybody. So yeah, I don't know. So I don't know you guys, but it was, uh, since we did have some storyboards, so we did get an indication of what it might look like. It was, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. You know, I know Bruce has done uh, Star Wars and everything, but it wasn't Star Wars. What was it? I, you know, to this day, uh, the original Tron, nothing looks quite like it. You know, that's how unique it is. I was blown away. I was almost scared. I'm like, what the heck? You know, I, it, it was. was. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Well, one of one of the things about the photographic process that, uh, as I say, they they were all put on separate sheets of film and shot one by one. And what mm -hmm. they found was that they had inconsistencies in the in the in the film that was in the boxes. So it had this pulse to it, yeah. which was actually like a photo a photographic flaw mm -hmm. in the film, you know, wow. which added to the whole kind of distort of the movie. You know, so there was this. Kind of pulsing the whole time, you know. Wow, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, it felt like a silent yeah. movie at times. I just yeah. because of that pulsing, it felt like a, an old silent movie with the flickering of the light and very ephemeral. Right. Yeah. But one of the things I remember was the credits at the end of the movie that just kept going and going <laughs> with Korean names and Japanese names by oh the hundreds God. and hundreds and hundreds. All it of was, day one. Yeah. I, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I heard a rumor that shortly before the premiere. How long before the premiere was all the all the film put together? Uh, it, Bruce, do you remember? I, I know. I don't. I, I don't know because I, 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 I was told they we we had had to wait almost for the premiere while they actually 
was able to splice all, all the film together. Maybe maybe I was misinformed. How many codalists were there? Codalists are pieces of film about so big. Once, you, didn't you say there were like 350,000 codalists? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mr. Logan? <laughs> I, I, I'd have to do the math at 24 frames a second. Yeah. Well, no, somebody gave out a figure like that when we did it. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's right. It's like when they talk about movies these days and they're always, oh, we had 1,500 shots or we had 3,000 shots. Yeah. yeah. But that many pieces of actual film that size that right. were in, hand painted. And the first batch I heard came to the States and they didn't dry them properly. And they had a. They stuck, they stuck to the. Yeah. So they had to redo them up. And now, and now Mr. Logan is stuck. Isn't he the tech? Well, I'll tell you what, that was good. Matt, thank you. That was a great thing. Thank you, Matt. Stuff with. And uh, they Mr. Logan. Like dope sheets in Korea. You know, so that, so that, <laughs> yeah, and, and they were very strange. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go back to Mexico. Bye, Bruce. <laughs> All right. Tell you what, let's roll a second one and we'll bring him up to stuff. And here's one from Lynn. What other character that you have played would you love to see? Interact with your character from Tron. Wow! In another movie or in Tron? Yeah, another. Uh, yeah, another movie uh, or Enterprise. Ripper, Jack the Ripper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect Jack one. Ripper. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. Another villain, you know, one of my villains. Yes. Or, or how about Bob Cratchit from Christmas Carol? Oh, there you go. He's a nice guy. <clears throat> yeah. And that's my contribution to this question. Thank you, Lynn, for the question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David, for the answer. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Uh, we're not laughing at the question at all. It's yeah. all I could come up with at the time. Well, I think um, for myself, would be, it would be uh, uh, John Sheridan from Babylon 5. Gets stuck in some sort of wormhole or something. Uh, ends up uh, in the grid, you know, with Tron. And they would have fought those battles with each other, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And gotten rid of Ram again. No, <laughs> no. It couldn't happen because Dr. Arador travels through a different wormhole. Aha. Uh -huh. Kidnaps Cindy more uh -huh. than. Okay. Can we? He kidnaps you. He, he okay. grabs Yuri, takes him with him. Ram and Tron then have to go into the outer world, get into a. Uh, yeah. Another wormhole to bring her back. To where? Into the uh, game grid. Uh, uh okay. There it is. Come on, Disney. Listen hey. up to the plot right there. If, if not, if not, we hope you enjoyed this edition of Fanfic Theater, the show where we bring in the stars and read about the fanfic. But no, Bruce, yeah, that's good. That's really good. I do like that. But I, I think Yuri like might like Dr. Arador. That's the scary part. Yuri, yes. yes. We'll see. <laughs> Yuri, Yuri, Yuri might her human counterpart probably not by not, but her again the the beings in the in the Tron world. There are those old programs that had the crazy designs. So Yuri is used to non-conformity. Well, chicken, the cartoon, <laughs> Yuri, the nerd gets stuck into the Tron universe, meets Yuri, and goes, "Ha ha, you were in Caddyshack," and she's like, "Boom." 
and holds it up, robot chicken. He not the game grid. He's forced to play games. He gets to the last game where they they. He shows ping pong balls. He goes, I forgot how part, lame this part of the game was. He gets out, he sees Yuri again. He goes, so you want to play strip pick poker? And she goes, boom. <laughs> <laughs> He's referring to Caddyshack. You know you've made it when you're a cartoon. The yeah. family guy did it too. He did Caddyshack. So uh, yeah, I've seen myself in other places and I'm like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Logan, uh, what... Uh, if you could mash up any of the other properties that you've worked on into the Tron uh, universe, what do you think you'd like to say crossover of? Well, I, you know, my life has been like a, um, a, a progression of science fiction from 2001, A Space Odyssey with Kubrick, which was my initial uh, feature film project that I got a, a screen credit for when I was 19 years old, which is wow. uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, pretty amazing. And, yeah. and, you know, that was a movie. Of yes, that was a movie. Oh my gosh, every time that was the most we got out of him. You know that? I mean, <laughs> yes, two, 2001 was back. a movie. Yes, he's back. He's back. Okay, he's back. Logan, pick, pick up where you left off. You left off at 2001 was a movie, and uh, that was uh, a oh, is he in the International Space Station? <laughs> <laughs> I think I must be. Yeah. So fair to say. Uh, so so fair to say. Two thousand and one and Tron. That'd be the crossover. Um. Well, the, then Tron was the first movie that was made with computers. So you know there was really a definite transition. Transition there. Mm -hmm. When well, we hear the vacuum cleaner, that we know he's on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave. He's had it with us. No, I'm not leaving. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and change my. Uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what, work on that. And Lynn, I will thank you for your question. That was a lot of fun. What do we have next? And this comes from Radio Man 970. What is everyone's favorite old school video game if you played video games? And if you didn't play video games, what is your favorite tabletop board game, chess back game? Or, or going to the 7 Eleven and putting a quarter in? Asteroids. Asteroids. There you go. Fair. Um, I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about them. I'm afraid video games. So, Scrabble. It's Scrabble. Okay. And and there is an online version of Scrabble. So that yes. yes. We we used to be able to play online. Now we can't play Scrabble online. Oh. They've taken it away. No. So there we are. We have to play a real a real board on a table. Oh. In the, in the 80s, we were free. See, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bruce? Oh, I would probably have to say, what was the game that uh, Jeff and I played on the um, on the second? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pac-Man. No. No, it was Battle Tank or something oh. like that. I know. Oh, Jeff uh, battle Battle Zone. Battle Where Zone. You had, like the vi the visor kind of, and you. No, no, no. The nineteen. It was a big arcade game. Yeah. And we had all these arcade games on the set until it got too distracting, and then Stephen had them. You know, forbidden. So, um, okay. But uh, I think, and Jeff took that machine where the makers, he truly was the, uh, was Kevin Flynn. He took that machine where the makers had no idea they had gone that far, you know. He was on it, like, night. He was on it. He was the real deal. But I enjoyed playing that. And it was a tank game? Yeah, it was. It was. It was Battle Tank or something like that. And, uh, 
was it two joysticks and the, uh, a visor sort of thing or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember a visor. Okay. All right. That could be good. Yeah. Right, if anybody, if anybody in our chat room may know what it is, chime it on in. So. I mean, I'm astounded at how many uh, video games were made from the Tron movie. Did, did you guys ever see, uh, it was called the Discs of Tron. You had to literally get down inside the thing. It was an arcade game. I don't think we ever saw that over there in Culver City at the uh, Lens Arcade. But um, they had one definitely on Tron Legacy where they recreated the interior of Flynn's Arcade. Yeah. I was astounded at the machines they found. It was crazy. Yeah, there was there was the the Tron game, which is the fourth list, and then there was Discs of Tron, which the Valley was the game, game. Yeah, the Valley yeah. game, and yeah, you had the sit down, the stand up version, and the sit down version. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah, Discs of Tron. Mm -hmm, indeed. So, Dan, how about you? Any uh, old school video games or just board games in general you you enjoyed? Um, Pac Man. I played Pac Man. Pac -Man. The original Tron. The original. That, yeah. That's <laughs> it. The very beginning. That's pretty much it. Yeah, Pac Man. No. Yeah. So, indeed, indeed. Hey, look about the battle zone. Yeah, the battle yeah, zone. We did. Okay, I missed it. Yeah. Okay, that was the one you liked. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I loved it. Remember, uh, one hundred and seventeen thousand was my top score. Wow. Yes. I, I, I think Bridges went like two, two, two hundred thirty thousand. Wasn't it amazing? But then he was on it all day. So. <laughs> <laughs> And when Lisberger was looking for energy me, level high. We knew where he was. When was looking for me, go, where's Jeff? And they said, right. Jeff, get over here. He's like, I'm doing research. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Uh, the, th the things we do for our arts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Radio Man 970, thank you. That was fun. What do we have next? Uh, here's one from Bella. What were some of the best experiences you had behind the scenes besides playing Battlezone? Showing Disney I had fun. The costumes. That was fun. When they only a couple of times in costume to the Disney commissary. What happened, Bruce? Why did they push us out of the Disney commissary? Well, there were a lot of young, uplifted, uh, very tight-fitting uh, tights and a lot of near-naked butts there. And... Um, <laughs> I think um, all the suits were at the commissary. Yeah, the suits and all the secretarial pool of Disney Studios was particularly was, enjoyed it. We were having flashes on that, and so the uh, we got a uh, commissary. Yeah, yeah, we got a notice that uh, if we were to go to the commissary, please wear a bathrobe because <laughs> you remember Dan. Uh, oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, right. Those things were very sheer and this showed everything. So, and yeah, and we were uh, very proud. So are you, saying, are you <laughs> saying that that's your best experience behind the scenes? <laughs> <laughs> the question is, question is, what's your best experience? <laughs> and you're saying wearing bathrobes. <laughs> the thrown out of the commissary. <laughs> Yeah, we always got thrown out of the commissary. It was one of our best experiences. We know that was your favorite experience, was that the outfit and that headdress. And yeah. Well, behind the scenes, Cindy, remember when they were experimenting with possibility of taking the helmets off and what our hairstyle would be? You remember that? Because I, I still get photos of me with this faux hawk. I don't even want to say what your hair looks like. Oh, yeah. They were, they were 
You know, the hairdresser took an old-fashioned crimper from like the 1920s. It wasn't a circle. It was a square. So when that got hot and got put on hair, it stretched and burned the hair. And it was like this. The next day I took a shower and I smelled burned chicken feathers. I'm like, what the hell? And then the hair was coming out of my hair. Oh, God. I lost a lot of hair that day. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those photos have, have come out. I've seen them at all at the various cons and the different. I, I Bruce, do you know me about anything about that? Where they wanted, they thought maybe it was a time that Tron and Yuri would have their helmets off. I think it was I, an apartment scene, Cindy. I, I, I don't remember that, but I do remember they, they had. They had some crowd scenes with extras where they really went to town on their, yeah, on their yeah. hair and makeup, and they, and they were kind of all pumped out. Yeah, they yeah. were. Uh, who are yeah. these weirdos? Though their yeah. old programs are discontinued. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, yeah. the time of punk, too. I mean, that was the age of punk. Back it, it, was it, was. it was. They were very punk, very new wave. I had sort of a Sid, yeah, it was sort of a Sid Vicious look they had on me. <laughs> You know, we, were, we never used it. We never used it. But, no, not um, that hairstyle. That had all kinds I, of. I, I just assumed that was your heads. I just yeah, never thought that they would we, come off. And no, Patty, I think they were just playing with that idea. I remember we had to. I forget the wonderful hairstylist we had. What was her name, Cindy? Well, there were two, there was one hairstylist, and then when my hair fell out, there was a different hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> she got fired, right? Yeah. Well, it was the causing the lead actress's hair to fall out that maybe made him rethink what we yeah. were doing. Yeah, yeah. It was a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure, Cindy, you took big umbrage with that. Well, yeah. you, know, you know, no offense, but it takes a couple of years to grow it all the way up. So, yeah. you know, yeah. But they cut that scene out anyway in the initial theatrical release. I love seeing. Oh, yes. What a nightmare. Oh Dan, did, did they toy with giving uh, your character hair, or at that point they had already started discarding it? wasn't in the love scene. Oh, okay. Never mind. Him in the whole <laughs> he was derezzed already. Uh, no, our love scene was, was cut. It was fun to shoot. No hair, no tights. Um, <laughs> Who was in the scene with you, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the master control program, and I would, you know, I had to rap. Anyway, <laughs> did I just say that? I just want to mention one of the best experiences I had. I, I keep meeting these people, and I meet these people at the um, at the cons. I have to remind them that when we show up on a Disney lot for the first time, we are agog. You know, it oh, yeah. is just when well, you walk down Goofy Lane and you you got a humongous grin on your face. Oh, absolutely! You know, there is nothing you can do but not um, be pixelated. So I remember the one of my favorite experiences is showing up, meeting yeah. everybody, and all being like, "Where are we? What what is this? How much We're fun Disney. is this? Yeah, how, how much fun is this? That I remember, and that feeling has never gone away. It's the kind of thing that. And so we feel everything that everybody else would feel, and maybe more so because we're we're silly. Well, I think our generation we, we grew, grew up, up as Disney kids on yeah. you know watching the wonderful world of Disney on television. Yeah. As I yeah. my earliest memories of that, you know, uh, Zorro. And then we, we end up by being part. We end up by being part of it, don't we? Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Cool. I think it's what's yeah. incredible about it. Yeah. Well, I uh, but when I. Uh, you know, when I grew up, I was uh, I wanted to be an animator, and I started animating when I was 12 years old. So when the other kids wow. were at the beach, 
I was up in the attic doing all these drawings and flicking through them. You know? So to get from there to Disney, and obviously I'd read about the studio being built, and, sure. and then to get to the animation building there was probably uh, one of the most exciting uh, things I can remember. And as actors growing up watching cartoons, always, you know, you want to be one. And yeah, so we yeah. kind of got an opportunity to kind of be a cartoon. Yeah, you know, I, I know they run the world now, Disney. But uh, yeah. you know, uh, the original lot still is is an amazing experience because of the, the history of it. You know, yeah, and and some people like Sydney still are a cartoon. Oh, <gasps> Patty said that. Is that a shot? <laughs> Was that? Was that a shot or a euphemism? Oh, it's a truant. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't say very much. I wouldn't say very much. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know you. I know you said sometimes you want to sit in this chair, and I've always said, look, anytime you want to, you want to run one of these things, Cindy, you're you're more than welcome to. Let me right back. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, David, what was your favorite memory from behind the scenes? Certainly not wearing the bed. Walking down Dopey Drive. Drive, drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, I mean, I couldn't, I, I'm repeating what's been said. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, 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 hey, what are you doing here? So, <laughs> holy what the hell shit. is going on there? Chaos. <laughs> holy shit. Want to have a chat about your chair? I'll leave this with you. Oh. This has been hijacked. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, you got me in the ear. That's okay. Oh, oh, come here, 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 come here. All right, all right. Yes, I'm in Orlando. Okay. All right. So that 300 mile apart thing. That was yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Suddenly, yeah. what is this 300 mile thing? Badly <laughs> rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hit him in the ear. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So anyway, uh, I think so. I think we got time for one more quick question. So let's go ahead and roll it out and. Oh, yeah, Bell, thank you for that one. And here's one from Andrew. Did you take any souvenirs or props back with you when Tron had finished filming? June, I had to have the costume. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you wear that to, David? I beg your pardon? You, you'd wear that to the clubs in London. That's right, back, right, absolutely. You know? absolutely. <laughs> my, my very successful. Yeah. <laughs> pub. My, my local, I'd have walked in. Right. <laughs> only, only Saturday nights. I wanted to take my helmet back, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, let me. Um, they call it the Disney Vault for a reason. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you don't go walking away. With you don't them. walk off with anything there. I, no, I didn't. I, I I didn't get anything, but I did. I did get some like some of these cells yeah. originally. Yeah. I yeah. got these uh, maybe. Four years ago, so they've been in somebody else's. Uh, right, I got some, and then they shared. I yeah. did walk off with my costume, which is obviously why I wasn't in Tron Two. They looked for the costume, they couldn't find it. They said, "Fuck, we'll get someone else." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the accounting department was very angry with you. 
<laughs> I would have wanted one of the discs because apparently I'm a very good shot. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I was trying to go a little bit off to the side. Hey, you know, it's like you got to wear tights and I got to get shot by you. It's all good. It's all I think that was the only thing we could have possibly taken was part of our costumes. But they, had they were very strict about well, it. Well, again, the, the nature of the, it, it was all computer generated. There was not really much to take. No, there wasn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, not very much to take, take at all. So uh, ah, I think we are just about time. So first of all, thank you all for joining us here. Thank you to our audience. And I will say to all our panelists, uh, any final words for our audience before we go? We, I, I'm just so thankful for the fans of Tron because how many years ago was this? And we're still talking about it? Came yeah. out in 82. Yeah, we shot it 40 years ago because if it uh. came out in 82, we shot it 40 years ago this summer. It's another example of how Hollywood at the time went, eh. And this film has lived on in some of the great classics. If you're of lucky. If, if you're lucky. And we were lucky. We were lucky. Well, we were. And, and it's so much fun to work on something that was just so much fun to work on. And then later in life, it becomes a huge, yeah, bigger it. than you could possibly imagine. We never got to see Bruce because Bruce was behind the lens. I was at, at a and this is the last thing I'll say. We were at a screening once up at F. Florida State University. And there was a man standing behind me, tapping on me, going, "You do you know me? And I said, no, sir. Do you know me? No, sir, I don't. And I'm looking for someplace else to sit. It was Rex Metz. Did you know who Rex Metz was? Yes, Rex did the uh, the aerial stuff. Remember the, the shots of- up there, yeah. Yeah, he was always behind. I said, Rex, you were here and I was out there. I, I didn't see you. <laughs> uh, GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast and the crew of yes. Tron. Gentlemen and lady, it's been my absolute privilege to serve you thank all. Thank you. Once again, thank you all for joining Bye us. Bye, everybody. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And thank you all for those great questions. Annie. We'll see you all again soon. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. And see please, you soon. Keep washing those hands.